Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The Adelaide Crows head coach, his name is Matthew Nix. Nixie, thanks so much for your time. Uh, my pleasure, guys. It's How been are you? it's been an interesting build up. We've we've got my brother uh, putting, I guess, lighting the fire on on Sunday night, Nixie, <laughs> and and building that rivalry. We've probably got your camp just playing it down a little bit, and and more of the fact that it is another game. How have you seen the build up? But you haven't been involved in many showdowns, but they continue to add something different every time. No, I love the build up for showdown, and it's just the different characters that come out. <laughs> Obviously, I know I know both sides. Um, I spent eight years on the other side, so um, I look. I just I love the week that builds into this game. I love the game itself. Um, I love the fact that Chad came out and he's passionate and angry. Um, I know exactly how he's you know that state of uh, that state he's in at the moment. He's fired up and he he wants to get out there and play himself. Yeah. Um, we've got the similar on this side of the fence. Um, not all of them get in the media, so you don't see all that passion. But uh, it's brilliant. It's what a um, you know, it's what a rivalry or a showdown should be. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So it is mutual, Nixie. So from what we're saying, it's it's not just one sided. You know what? The longer you spend in Adelaide, um, the more you understand that. I think it took Ken probably six months. Uh, before he really understood the showdown rivalry, and now, and, and after that six-month period, he realised how much he hated this joint. Um, I've, I've sort of seen both, so I can have a smile about it, and I can enjoy it. Uh, I've been away for long enough too to see it from afar and and watch the games, you know, and see the passion that comes out. So I've got no doubt that this Saturday night will be a huge game. Um, you know, Robbie Gray deserves an amazing send-off. Uh, we were able to witness Josh Kennedy a couple of weeks ago over in Perth, the way you know, the fans over there sent him off. And, you know, he's an outstanding person, Josh Kennedy. Well, Robbie Gray's right up there as, as one of the best people I've worked with on and off the field. Incredible footballer, you know, more incredible person. So he deserves a good send-off. Um, and let's hope, you know, he can kick eight and, and Adelaide Crows win the game. <laughs> That'd be a good, good result for you. Uh, Nixie, t- talk to me about the year because, well, I mean, it's been so impressive how you've hung in there the last three weeks have been really impressive. Now, you'll be able to reflect and review at the end of Saturday night, but you'll be doing that constantly. Can, can you sum up the year for Crows fans in your eyes so far? Um, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's been at times, it's been a tough year. We've, you know, we've had... We feel like we've really developed as a group, and I know that's been questioned all throughout the year. On you know, when you're not getting wins and putting wins on the board, then you know, sometimes if you're just looking at the overriding and, and the win-loss column, it can look that way that you're not improving. But we've we've known you know, deep down we've got a, a squad that are playing some really high-quality footy at the moment, and that's right across the board. We've got 45 players on our list. Uh, we've got a sample team 
at the moment they're about to go into a final series, so they're guaranteed finals. They'll be playing this Saturday night you know, to try and, um, well, there's an opportunity there to, to finish in top spot. Mm. So for us, that, you know, that's huge for our footy club. That shows the depth that we've got. We're a very balanced list. Uh, you know, we've got some guys playing at SNFL at this point that could be playing AFL and would love to be and are putting pressure on from below. So that's a positive. Um, and for us to finish the season the way we have, where, you know, we are grinding out every game, we're taking on some of the best sides. Um, we've been challenged by some of the sides that aren't sitting up the top, but we've been able to hang in there. You know, we're winning in a lot of different ways at the moment. Um, and that's a real positive leading into next year. Now, we'd love to be playing finals and as would our opponents this weekend. Um, it's not to be this year, but, you know, we believe we're on track. We believe we're heading in the right direction and um, you only have to look at some of the players and, and some individuals and see the development that they've shown um, across this year to know that we are heading in the right direction. I was, I was going to say, Nick, I mean, the last sort of few weeks in, in particular has just been so positive. Is that the obvious natural next step that for 2023 finals are on the cards or on the agenda at least? Look, if you ask our playing group, um, they put down goals at the start of every year and, and they're competitive. They get to this level as players because they're competitive. They're the best of, you know, they're the best from their town. They're the best from their cities and they, they all come together in the AFL. And so it's hard for them not to aim. We, we aim to win every game of footy. Every weekend, we believe we can beat the opposition. Um, the competition now too has shown that any team can beat any other side. There's, there's no games where you know, first place, 17th or 18th, and it's n- not a game. I think that that's probably the best thing the AFL has done is even the competition out. So we've got, you know, games that can go either way every week. So with that in mind, we, we do, we aim high. You know, we look as as a club, we we want to win as much as many games as we can. We'd love to play finals footy, but you, you don't want to put that there, um, yeah, externally and say, hey, we're playing finals footy next year and then... And, not get to it. Of course, one of the best things with goal setting is aim high. Mm. Aim high and, and really strive to get there. So um, it's hard for me to say to our players that next year that we're not going to have a crack at it because I know they all want to get there. Um, it's just a thing we'll work through over the off-season. We'll put down some stuff on paper, what we believe we can do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really confident and um, optimistic about what our, our young group can do next year. Part of that will be the the additions that you make to your to your list, Nixie. Has has Isaac Rankin committed? No, look, there's, I mean, there's things we won't, we can't, and we won't talk about, and we haven't all year. Um, and that's players from other footy clubs. So there's a fair bit that we now start to look into um, after this Saturday night. Uh, there's still a final series, obviously for. A, for eight of the sides that, are, that have done well enough to be there. So there's another period of time that we go through in September. Um, but the moment that grand final's done mm. is when a lot of those conversations start. Um, and I'm sure there'll be, a, you know, as usual, a really busy off-season where we start to look at how do we improve our list, how do we add to our list. Um, and, and we'd like to think that somewhere where you know, we'll be quite busy in that space as we have been in the last few years. Bring Geordie Dawson in last year was was a really big um, acquisition for us, uh, and he's been amazing for our group. Um, you know, we go back to the last showdown where he kicks one after the siren. It wasn't so much just the kick; it was the way he played that that entire game, um, and he does some stuff off field. So we'll continue to look at players um, of that caliber, um, but that doesn't mean it, it just happens. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things that have, that have to work for acquisitions or trades to take place. Um, 
as I said before, though, we've got a you know, we've got a really strong list of players at the moment. Um, we need more experience, and we're getting that year by year. So we're starting to build cohesion amongst the group. Um, so we're in a we're in a good position at the moment. So you'd be open to trading your first pick, clearly, if it was for a player that suited the your list. I mean, when you're rebuilding, part of the, the strategy is to get as many first-round picks, particularly in the top 10, as you can. But you'd be open at this point with where your list is at to trade that out. Yeah, I think there's always a conversation around what, you know, depending on the player you're looking at, what what is it that you feel, um, you know, is going to be best for you longer term, medium to longer term. Because as you just said, Kane, we, you know, first round picks are really important. So when you're talking about acquisitions, what what is it you're actually looking to bring in? You know, it may be that you bring in a first round pick from three, four years earlier, mm. or a couple of years earlier, which just just fast tracks that rebuild slightly. Um, but there's always a there's always a sort of stay price and a go price. So when you are when you're acquiring players from other clubs, it, it does cost a little bit more to actually get that player to move, you know, depending on who that is and what you're trying to do. So that's that's list management. We constantly work in that space. It's that's basically 365 days a year that you're looking at trends of the game, individuals around the league, players coming to free agency and so on. Um, there's, there's quite an art to it. It's not as simple as go and get that player um, because, you know, the player's got to want to come. Clubs have to agree on what that what it's worth. Um, but, yeah, we, we're, we are active in that space, as every club is. Um, we're also in a position where we'd be happy to take you know, whatever pick that was, mm. um, at this point, looks like it's in the top five or six. That, that um, you know, we'd, we'd love to bring in a player like we have with Riley Hillthorpe over the last couple of years, Josh Shelley. So um, those are the decisions that will be made over the, the coming months. Well, hasn't it worked with Fisher Mackesy, Nixie? And, and would it be the time that perhaps it's a, a good thing for him to explore a, another opportunity at another club? And, and that could work for both you and for whichever club he, he chose to go to? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to, to answer. It's not that it, it hasn't worked necessarily. I mean, obviously, Fish, the expectation is huge when you're when you're a top ten pick, uh, and that's what Fisher was. So that, that pressure, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, especially in in a town like um, Adelaide, where we are passionate about our footy. So, you know, for Fish, it's it's been a, a pretty tough road. Um, he's put his head down. He's working so hard to get his game uh, back to certain levels. Now, there were a number of reasons why early. Um, it wasn't working for Fish, uh, you know, things that were happening off field, a um, couple of challenges that, that he, he was faced with. Um, but in saying that, Fish has now started really working hard on his footy. So, yes, I, I understand the, you know, the attention that comes around it with a high pick, um, the pressure that's on him to perform. As a footy club, we're doing everything with him at the moment, working around his game. Um, he's an important part of why that team at the moment, he's, he's about to go into a final series. They could be finishing top of the ladder. So we'll continue to try and work and improve. Um, I think what we have seen when you talk about players and the pressure of SA, Darcy Fogarty, for example, who, you know, people similarly talking, saying, yeah. oh, when, when Darcy's, when's it going to click? Yeah. Well, you know, we've now seen that. It can take time. It mm. can it can be, it's different right across the board for different players, how long it's going to take before they really find their feet at the actual level. And Darcy's a, an example and showing that, um, you know, with the work put in, um, the reward will come. 
Uh, and he's in a position at the moment, but he's playing great footy. So just on that, Nixie, did it click? Was it a moment or was it different training? Was it a different mindset or was it just, uh, I mean, what was the big change for Darcy Foggy this year? Oh, there's so many factors in, in why Darcy's playing you know, his best football at the moment. And a lot of it comes back to him and he deserves the credit for everything he's done because he's done a lot of work both on the field and off the field. Um, you know, it is a really tough game, AFL. It's incredible when you see some, some of the players that come, you know, from a lower level where maybe they're working full-time outside of footy and footy's, footy's second. When, when footy becomes the priority at number one, um, the pressure that comes with that, um, you know, the, the importance of being strong in the mind and being able to, you know, handle pressure. Um, it is a, it's a big challenge. Now, for Darcy... Uh, I'd say he's done as much as he possibly can over this last 24 months to work on his game and get himself there. And that, that's, that's starting with a Monday morning first thing. What is it you're doing to prepare for the week? And now he's become a professional in that space. We know he's got the talent. Um, it's all starting to fall in, into place for him. And he's going to have to continue to work on that and remain consistent with it. But what he's also done, he's played a lot more footy with Ned McHenry. He's played a lot more footy with... Chase Jones, you know, a lot more footy alongside Shane McAdam and Taylor Walker. So with that comes a cohesion in the group and there's an understanding of, you know, the boys now know they can, they can just put the ball in a certain area and that's where Darcy likes it. That's where his weapons come out and he plays his best footy. Um, so there's a bit of a combination, guys. It is a credit to Darcy what he's done, but also the fact that he's playing more footy with his teammates. Um, Nixie, before I let you go, we've encouraged Crow supporters to text through a question on 0427-154-106. This one, can you give us an update exactly where Zach Taylor and Tariq Newchurch are at in their careers? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, I mean, Tariq, unfortunately, he's got a bit of soreness uh, over the last month or so, so he's been pushing his way through that. Um, Came off on the weekend, but he's a a live wire, Tariq. He's a... it's very exciting. Uh, there's been a fair bit of frustration around externally around why he hasn't played at AFL level, um, as it has with a few other players. But um, look, he's got a game that, that could really you know, light up an AFL ground. We want to make sure he's ready. We want to make sure that we don't throw him in and in the deep end and have him drown. He's um, he's a fantastic young talent. He's got elite speed. Um, I'm sure he will get a look and an opportunity at some point but we're not going to rush that. Um, Zaki Taylor uh, is very, very exciting. Uh, he's a midfielder that we've, we've got on board. He's got elite hands, you know, very, very smart with the footy in his hands. And, and again, one that is really just now learning the, the game of AFL, learning what's required. Um, you know, it's not all about what you're doing with the ball. There's also other areas of the game that, you know, you need to connect with teammates. But he's, um, he's been very, uh, he's been playing at a super high level the last month. And so, you know, we're, we're quite uh, optimistic about what it is he's going to bring to this footy club. Probably more so into, well, not probably, he, he won't play this week for us, but more so into next year. Get a really good uh, pre-season under his belt and come out and I've got no doubt we'll see him at some stage next season. What do you think of the industry when you see the events at Essendon unfolding in relation to Ben Rutten? Oh, look, it's, Kane, it's a tough industry. It's... Um, I haven't actually had a, a, a chance to talk to, to Ben yet, and I will at some point touch base. And you know, there's not many of us. There's only 18 of us in the system as, as head coaches. But um, yeah, we know that it, that is the, the organisation. Sorry, that's the industry we're in. It's ruthless. Um, 
I probably feel for him at this point, to be mm-hmm. honest. You know, when you, you come in for a year and a half, and there's not a lot of patience around in this industry, and there's yeah. there's always eight teams that aren't going to make the finals um, for all different reasons. I, I'd say right now this is the closest, or one of the closest seasons you'll see. Um, you know, where even the teams, as I mentioned before, that are that are down towards that bottom eight, they they can all fight and they can all win games against teams in the top eight, but. Um, I understand where the industry's at. You know, people don't like it when you're not winning. Um, but we, we'd like to think if, if you show some patience, then you get reward in the long term. So, look, I hope for, for his sake they show some patience and he, and he gets the opportunity he deserves. Good on you, Nixie. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Good luck on Saturday night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.